Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm an overtly literal naming convention. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. God damn it. Will you move it, you lard ass? Oh, and I did a little southern at the end. Cue the theme song. That's angel food cake. You touch her and the Food and Drug Administration will get you for fucking food. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, yeah. Hi, I'm calling because my friend is supposed to be there. What's his name? Uh, His name is Michael Hunt. Uh, Mike, Mike, yes, Mike. Just a second. Is Mike Hunt here? Is Mike Hunt here? Has anybody seen Mike Hunt? Is Mike Hunt in the parking lot? Is Mike Hunt in the parking lot? Cue the theme song. song. That penis had a mole on it. I'd recognize that penis anywhere. But I got him now, and I'm not going to let him slip through my fingers. Now, five young boys in the nude. Hoods over their heads to avoid embarrassment. That telling had a mole on it. And that mole is the key to it. We uh, call the police, and we have them send over one of their sketch artists. <laughs> have you seen this prick? How's Lassie? Lassie's fine. Oh. You might like coming-of-age movies. You know, that point when you're, you know, going into puberty or hit puberty and you're just too embarrassing and too desperate to do anything right? You know, more recently, you might be thinking about American Pie. Like that, you know? Uh, But we're going way, way back. And we're going Canadian, eh? Because there was a movie in 1981. Uh... That was called Porky's. So we thought we would go back and check it out. Up until fairly recently, it was like the number one grossing Canadian movie uh, ever. It's nuts. Uh, you wouldn't think how big this would be. It was made for like four to five million and made around the world like 130 Maybe even as it, much as 160 In like, 1981 ridiculous. too, so that's like... That's like a movie that makes a billion today. Uh, that's pretty much absolutely yeah, correct. It's nuts. It's, that's a huge amount of money for a movie in 81. So they tried to milk it, um, and they did Porky's 2, but that only made $33 million. Uh, And then Porky's Revenge came out not long after uh, and made 20 on a $7 million budget. So, I mean, it made millions of dollars triple the budget like there's nothing wrong with tripling a budget but I guess if you're expecting you know a factor of 10 you're going to be pretty disappointed with it um interestingly enough with this movie created written directed uh Bob Clark um who did some other movies that um people would know right Colin uh yeah Christmas Story we which we did we already did for the show yeah that's right Sweet. Yep. Um, so, yeah, he produced. Um, we have, I mean, quite a long cast, and some of the movie posters for this throw Kim Cattrall up there 
first because uh, she's probably the most recognizable face here. But really, more about Dan Monahan, Mark Harrier, Wyatt Knight, Roger Wilson, Cyril O'Reilly, Tony Ganios, Cocky Hunter, um, like lots of other faces that you probably will recognize, especially if you're Canadian because you would have seen some of these folks in other fine Canadian television programming. <laughs> yeah. But you might have seen them around. True. If anyone's you know, seen like, Canadian programming, you know none of it's fine. Th- this movie the janitor was, on Degrassi or something like that. Th- you know. this, this movie was the top <laughs> grossing... This movie was the top grossing movie in the United States for eight weeks, and it could only be dethroned by E.T. That's how... <laughs> fucking big this movie was and et did it without boobs that's how powerful boobs are uh but a good story take well, take down those boobs a weird well, alien plenty, with plenty a glowing of, finger maybe yeah plenty of bush and tree trunk bush too well and some yeah. hog well uh, yeah some dong there's for lots sure. of dick okay lots i want to in this movie yeah i do i do like oh man there's so much to jump into here but first before we talk about the sex and all that stuff and, and the sexuality of this, um, it, it is a, a sex, it's a racy comedy, right? As a coming of age comedy with teen boys, you'd expect it like everyone's like just trying to, you know, fuck anything that moves. So how can you represent that in a film without getting too wacky and offensive with it? Um, my history, though, and I want to hear yours with this movie was I didn't see this for the longest time because by the time I heard about it, <clears throat> I was probably not old enough to... Um, to be interested in movies about potentially sex and sexy things. Um, but I thought this movie was a lot more racy than it actually ended up being the something about the word that went around with it. So I just, I didn't end up seeing it for a long time. And then by the time I was getting into movies and my coming around in my own weird ass sexuality way, um, as every, as every adolescent does, um, this isn't one that I visited for the spank bank or anything like that. Um, so I didn't end up watching this until much later in life and had only seen it uh, maybe three times. No, I'm sorry, maybe t- two times in um, in total. Once when I was a little bit younger in like in my early 20s and I'd be like, I don't get it and it's not like racy enough. And then later on, one more time, I would have watched it just for, I can't remember when. And then this time it's like the third time I've ever seen the flick. So um, what do you guys got with this one going back? There's a lot of nudity in this movie, but like, they make it they they it was it's strange they they make it all humorous and no one is ashamed of their bodies like like peewee whips down his clothes and then all those other dudes get naked and stand beside each other while this woman who is the the prostitute they've lined up comes and inspects their junk all in the same room together in front of one another and she makes fun of them all and the girls in the shower, when they find out they're being watched, they all giggle. They cover up and stuff, but they don't leave and they giggle and they make jokes back and forth. It, it just really feels like nobody is ashamed of their bodies or that that no being naked isn't a big deal in this movie. And it's and it's more um, part of the fun and games of the movie. It's never um, it's never um, it almost doesn't feel racy in a weird way watching it this time. Did you guys no, feel that? I mean, Br- no, Brent, do you want to do you want to skip my question and answer that instead? Or, yeah, <laughs> no, I'll, that, do, I'll, I'll combo it. I'll fucking tell you that. <laughs> do, yeah. So my, it do it double my down. history with this flick uh, was as a young guy, I thought it was like porno um, and I'd never yeah. seen it. And it was one of those like rumored flicks that I like heard get thrown around. 
um, you know, by kids claiming that they'd like, oh, yeah, Porky's or whatever. And I'd be like, what? Where could I, you know? Uh, yeah. But it wasn't something you could download. Like, you needed a fucking tape or a rental. Right? Yeah, or, yeah. And later so, on, maybe on cable a bit, right? Like, But then sometimes you'd catch a glimpse of, like, Porky's Revenge or something on late night TV, and you'd be like, what the fuck am I watching? And then you just would never, I don't know, never get around to it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things, I guess, just like John, it, it seemed like it was much worse than it was, um, and I thought it was much racier and i'd never really watched it that much when i was younger and then um colin watched it with me like a year ago because he was saying that it would hold up so we watched it then just to see and i was very surprised at um how little nudity there was i i actually found it to be um like it fuck i mean it totally takes away the illusion that you're that you're born with on it but I think it's all fine. I like a lowbrow comedy that has like some nudity for the fun of having the nudity in there, right? Like yeah. me me and my brothers like would hide we had a tape. One of us got bought the VHS of this and we would hide it so my parents wouldn't see it like so like it was like you guys said for us it was like pornography. Um, or hot dog the movie or hamburger or ski school. Any movie where they had, you know, <laughs> nudity in it me and my yep. brothers would would we would get a hold of it we'd rent it and we would hide it and back then we had a video store down the street in the grocery store um like in the little strip mall there and you they, they had no restrictions about we could rent anything we wanted they we obviously we wouldn't be able they didn't have pornography they didn't have a porn room or whatever but they never stopped us from renting rated r movies and we were little kids yeah, um, they never awesome. asked for ID or anything. There was it was almost like the Wild West when, when yeah. for video stores when I was a kid. There were like, video stores just, like that where I came from too. Like the the bigger pl- chain type places. I was in, I grew up in a, a city, quote unquote, but like thirty thousand people maybe. So there was like one or two bigger places that you could go to to rent films. But for the most part, it was corner stores and stuff like that. So if you grabbed a, like whatever from the back, as long as it wasn't X rated, they were like, well, I don't know. Like they didn't have a system for like this this card from behind the movie. Remember, the, I don't know if you guys remember that system. The case yep. would be there, and if there was a card behind it, you could take the card up front to check it out. It was like a library fucking system. Yeah. So, yeah. So like that didn't say like this movie has X Y Z. It was just the cashier was like, "Here's your film. Like get the fuck." You guys are so lucky. Do you know what I used to do in my room? <clears throat> I had like this little TV. It must have been like a six or eight inch screen, right? Yeah. And just rabbit ears. And I would lay there at all fucking ungodly hours of the night in my room with that thing sitting beside my bed with the sheet over it, fucking with those ears so that I could get some kind of a V hold on like the occasional glimpse of those tits that would happen at late night. (laughs) No one would rent me these fucking godsends. I had to like steal my brother's porno uh, or (laughs) like the rabbit ears game. Holy fuck! What I would have given for one of these corner stores. Most <laughs> of the time, we were waiting for a late night show called Blue Nui. Yeah, because that was like it. the the Red Shoe Diaries and stuff yeah, like that. Like that. That's Diaries. the raciest shit but that was see, on though, anything. I feel like yeah. there was yeah. an innocence to our uh, our childhoods when it came to these types of things because of the way 
we had to somehow manifest getting to see naked women or well, whatever we had, it was. We didn't have like quick guys. access to gagging no. videos or gaping videos. Like while we're walking down <laughs> the street, we could just watch yeah, no. any number of people do all sorts of amazing things. With but that bodies. innocence is, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Dennis, that innocence is evaporated with cell phones and the internet. Because yeah. if I was a child and the like eight, nine, ten years old and I had a cell phone and someone I stumbled across by accidentally a porn website, I would have probably masturbated myself to death. I would have dehydrated and died. <laughs> um yeah. like I'd have worn it down to a nub. Yeah, I would have it would have <laughs> I would have been in real trouble. Um yeah. so it was probably yeah. a good thing that I yeah. didn't well, have the access that people well, do it's, today. It's scary I to think about how to handle it. I wouldn't know how to handle it. It's scary to think about the education kids get in sex these days. Cuz yeah, for us, I mean even even the movies that I would have seen when I was like starting to date and 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 have girlfriends and stuff. Like Colin mentioned Ski School. That's one that I would see on late night TV that was a bit more yeah, obvious about the boobage and Ski School 2. And like those are just like fun, similar movies in this vein, right? Like there are I sex comedies. That was like all. But those movies, like even um, I, I'd be like, oh, my God, like are these how parties are going to be like, are these the rockers that everyone talks about going to where the girls are going to be like topless, like no problem. That freaked the shit out of me as a young person, like thinking yeah. about the responsibility of that. That's not how most parties I've been to are. Well, that is one thing I think that kids do get now. Like they do get all of that accessibility to all this media and everything else. But what they also get is like an advanced knowledge that that isn't the reality of things around them. Like mm. my daughter's eight. She understands that's not the case. But I agree with you, John. For me growing up, I like we didn't have that idea. TV was kind of representative of the culture, right? Yeah. And so at that point, um, I I would have bought into it, too. I would have been like, yeah. this is what this is what parties going to be like or this is what high school is like or or Whatever being cool like. is like, right? Like that's what yeah. it seemed like. These are what the cool people here are doing. Like that must be what cool people do. And what if I'm not like good enough to be a part of that? Anyway, we don't need to break down too much of the psychology of this. No, no, no but that's um, I think but that's it's really relevant. Shit, right? Yeah, I do. I do too. And and so like thinking back on how much of an effect this movie would have had on me compared to like other movies I've seen in that similar vein, this one would be m- more in line with, or like maybe even slightly tamer than. Um, because, and I think the difference is what Colin said, um, instead of telling us about his history with the movie, um, which I agree with him a hundred percent is a lot of the nudity in this is, um, really, really interesting and a lot of like reactions. So, I mean, it's set in 1954, um, and there's a whole bunch of Florida high school students. You got, you got peewee and you got meat and you got, uh, uh, Billy and Tommy and Mickey, all the boys, um, they're young men and they're trying to get life to make sense. And so um, there's this guy Porky who has kind of this sleazy club in town and the boys run a muck of Porky and, and then Pee Wee's penis is really small, but he's kind of like, okay with it. It's just like understood. He's okay. And <laughs> yeah. it's high school. It's like really raunchy stuff kind of. And there's some like weird coaches and, and, and Wendy, is a howling dog that gets banged in the upstairs of the school. Which is super inappropriate now, if you think about that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that was, it, it all like probably, goes on. That was probably the most racy, racy scene was the scene between Kim Cattrall and the gym coach that that where they were humping up in the 
uh, in the whatever the locker room or whatever. That's probably the laziest it gets. If you see that yeah. gym during gym, uh, <laughs> there's bound to be some fucking. You see yeah. how everyone's dressed. The guys got no shirts on. Those little gym shorts. The girls have like everybody's these super little fit. skirts with these like tight fucking bikini bottoms on, and everyone's yeah, doing like calisthenics, full dress, full bend. Right? Yeah. Holy fuck, people! I'm surprised there wasn't more fucking in the school. <laughs> yeah. So the, also the difference between this movie and Ski School and Hamburger and all that yeah. is is that this actually has a script and um and there's actual themes in this movie which were which i i had forgotten about until me and you watched it a, a few months ago or whatever like there's a lot of themes about bigotry racism uh child abuse like um um friendship uh, corruption yeah p police corruption um you know, like they're all of those themes run throughout the movie, even at the very beginning of the movie after Pee Wee measures his penis and thinks it's shrinking. Um, <laughs> one of the first interactions between um, Tommy and Billy and their, their one blonde haired friend is he uses the N word to describe the, the black guy that they got to pull the prank. And they correct him by saying, whoa, man, don't don't say that. Like, and then they say it's two other or, terms. They yeah, go, no, it's they use two other Negro. terms, which are two not. other terms, which yeah. are both racist, which are both. Yeah. They're both racist. But at the time <clears throat> that was in 1954, they were being progressive and they were using what yeah, they would have assumed were progressive terms. So I always thought that it was really funny. And the same with the Jewish kid who's getting picked on by their friend. They don't like what he's doing. And they're not participating with it. And they, they even tell him to stop. And they want to invite the Jewish kid to hang out with them and stuff. And he refuses. So, like, well, there's these he's weird actually, He's actually a dumb character at the beginning. Like, so when he's racist and he keeps calling him a kite, he yeah. is, um, like, they portray him as dumb. They they show, like, when he's being Uneducated, bigoted. yeah. Yeah, he, he also is the uneducated. And then later, I don't find that there's any examples anyways of... Of his low intelligence and, and a, oh, I don't know if do you want to hear my take on that. What? Yeah. yeah, I, I actually do want to say that I think the the themes are a little shoehorned oftentimes here with Colin. That's said, fair. But I do They're not drawn out through complex stories. It starts the the a theme somewhere, a thread starts, and then we do some other funny shit, and we're doing putting our dick in in some weird genital height pipe holes that nice. Brent will tell you about because Brent knows all about those pipe holes. Brent's a um, plumber. I yeah, he's a bit of a plumber. I've checked a lot of plumbing, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I don't even remember what I was saying before that because I made a nice little sidebar joke. It's because oh, I can tell you, that. I can, I can tell you why um, that guy seems like um, seems dumb, but actually isn't dumb. It's, I think that's a really um, accurate even take on racism, where he's only being mean to that Jewish boy because his dad is an insane, crazy person, extra racist. And so he's only doing what he thinks his dad would want him to do. He's just, yeah. he's not passionate about it. So he's never learned or gotten into it. So he says the wrong term because he didn't care that much. He's just trying to be like even at an arm's length. And then, so, and then later after he confronts his dad, which brings a nice, a nice little arc for that character and him and the, and the, his, his Jewish buddy are, are like riding together by the end of it. It gives that some nice, some nice levity to show that like, you can't overcome it. It just takes kicking the shit out of your dad. 
Yeah, exactly. Your well, yeah. no, but there's that's kind of like, in my opinion, that is the the other than the them getting revenge on Porky. That story is probably the more predominant one because it ha it takes a lot of leaps. He he not only is mean to the Jewish kid, but he trips him like in a really dangerous way when they're and then he gets kicked off the team. Yep. And then he um and then then his father is constantly showing up and beating the crap out of him or threatening him in front of his friends. Yeah. And then you see him finally get his courage at the end and stand up to his father and he even doesn't even hit his father back. Yeah. He lets his father beat him and he says this is the last time you're ever going to beat me. Yeah. Like the like the, the, there's some really serious things in this movie going on, but then they cut it up with fun and games. So then yep. they'll go to fun and games and then they'll come back to the serious then fun and games then go back to the serious so they're always keeping you on the hook with the fun and games too like well, there's so do you like that Colin? too like they laugh they they basically like i said they have like a that laugh track that we had going the whole time right yeah so they 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 dive you into that they really pull you into it sorry Colin, yeah there's so many that question. but do you like so, it colin is that is that what you were saying like that they can get to those highs and lows they did that well or is that a distraction for you in the movie how did you I, know? I think i think it makes me enjoy the movie because because the the, the brent said it right about the laugh track everybody in this movie it starts with the black guy who's helping them with the prank and and um, the the girl is pretending she's having sex so that the guys out in the other room will be excited about it, and that guy, the black guy, cannot stop laughing, and he has the most distinct laugh. I I I'll never forget his <laughs> laugh, even from the first time I saw it. It's a really high pitched laugh. It's like hee 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 hee, <laughs> and like he is trying to suppress it. And even when he goes to scream to scare them, like when they bust open the window and he's supposed to be like, hey, what do you do with my wife? He's still try laughing, trying trying to do it through his laughter. And throughout <laughs> the movie, whether it's when Lassie is having sex in the locker room or yeah. when they trick Wendy into saying Michael Hunt's name without Michael or whatever it is, there, people are always, always, always laughing. And, and that makes me laugh. And yeah. uh, and yeah, so it's because they're enjoying themselves so much in the movie. But that's the <laughs> thing. That's the thing I think that differentiates it from from being just a bunch of skits, right? Like because we are in on it, because they're having so much fun, and because they're like inviting you in yeah. by like them enjoying it so much as yeah. well. It's almost a fourth wall break. How much they're enjoying their own humor, right? Yeah, yeah, like when when they all fall out of the building with the when the black guy's chasing with the machete, they they once they figure it out, they all start laughing and then they all start chasing Pee Wee. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so they're just having they it must have been a really good time. It feels like this was a fun movie to make as well. Oh, I think I, I think it um, I think it must have been uh, just a comment yeah. on something else that you were saying. Um the the way that the two kind of main characters, I think their names are Billy and Tommy. They're the the planners. They always have the plan. They always have the connections. They always have the hookups. Yeah. Um, they're not yeah. two major focal points for, for of the movie, but they just kind of facilitate to move everything forward in this kind of really suave way. It made them kind of the least interesting characters of that bunch. 
because they were just like the the hand of God. They always, you want to, okay, you go fuck him. Okay, yeah, no, we're going to go do this. Oh, no, we're going to get Porky back. The plan's done. It's like, okay, I I don't know. If If I would complain about something in this movie, it'd be that those guys were just a little too perfect for my liking. They were never seemed like they were challenged by anything. They always knew how to get a leg up. They never seem like all was lost, you know, not them individually. Other people in the group have way more ebbs and flows. So they were more the the, the strong um, foundation of how they could get everybody out of stuff. But it would have been interesting to see if they had a bit more to deal with as well. Yeah, Tommy only had one thing, and that was that he hated, uh, is it Ballbricker? Right. He yeah. hated Beulah Ballbricker, and he kept he kept, he got himself in trouble because he kept he kept saying things to her that he was getting away with, and then he he got in trouble with her, and then she, I mean, she did grab his dick through a hole in the wall, yeah. and then like try and pull his pants down <laughs> at the end of the movie. So that was really his only conflict was her. Yeah, she was but so it's more, thirsty for that dick. Oh for my the whole god, rest so thirsty. She wants but, to but see the mole. His story's a gag, right? That's yeah, never serious. Like what? What's no, what, not at all. Yeah, no, not no. at all. So and like um, Billy has nothing he has yeah. nothing he's just always got it like always Those two got are the, the answer. brains are the smart it's true of the group yeah, yeah. they're yeah. the um like yeah. I, I did like being on the fourth wall break basically as they were arranging the the gag on the guys because that is a very that's a pretty big detour from other things happening in the movie it like doesn't really move anything forward except no. give us more introductions for the character and show a whole bunch of hog there's like at least three or four dicks in that scene and so I promote that again about the the nudity. It's kind of it feels even like when I read back on this, they're like it really objectifies women. And I'm not gonna say that this movie does women any favors. Um, what's her name? The girl who's the the loose girl who they keep throwing Wendy around. Williams. Wendy. I mean, at least she kind of seems into it. Not not totally a realistic character. Um, but you know, the women are all as free and open about things it seems as the guys, which maybe you would think of as empowered these days instead of, Oh, guys will be guys, but women can't be loose. That's fucked up. And this movie objectifies them. I don't think that's quite right. I think I like the way that this movie evened how everybody seemed to feel about the nudity and the sexuality. Like it I mean, wasn't freaking people seem out to, to like, just go along with stuff. Like he'll be like, uh, throw a fuck peewee's way. And she's like, uh, all right. And lost you know a bet. I mean? Yeah, so I mean... It, uh, but like, she also gives... I, th- I don't think it's a terrible It's a nice thing in a way. But I do think that it's there. <laughs> but, but, she but they also do show gives... the cocks first. They yeah, do. they do. And they show like pretty much every guy in this movie showed his, showed his junk. Every guy in this movie got naked. God and, bless. And these showed his bare ass, <laughs> if not all, his, full, his full body. But And Wendy, Wendy gives as good as she gets. Wendy yeah, is she not does. a weak, yeah. she's not well, a weak Wendy, character. Wendy is like a future um, Hall of Fame madam. Yeah, right. That that's it. She's gonna be so like normalized about everything from that day on. She's, she's gonna show some people the, the best States. time of their lives. <laughs> so <laughs> like that, just that's, a pimp and a pimp. She's only a weak character if you if you think of sexuality and and an openness towards it and, and kind of throwing it around as something that's weak. Some people will, and some people won't. I think it's kind of sex positive. So, again, I really, really thought it was so interesting in this movie that it didn't objectify the women particularly, and and there was tons of shit with the guys um, to throw forward. That can't be said for 
other movies like um, she never backs down to the guys though either she like i said yeah. she gives it as like when she puts that she gets billy to get that big giant rubber and then she like embarrasses peewee with it and pulls a prank on peewee and puts it on his head yeah she's a part of a lot of the pranks and yeah. stuff too and she did make a bet at the end that if they pulled it off that she would sleep with peewee yeah and tommy calls her on it but you find out, like, in this, obviously, we always talk about a movie has to stand alone. So, but the interesting thing is in the second movie, you do find out that she she does kind of like Pee-wee. So, I think she made that bet on purpose because she kind of, she's kind of in the Pee-wee. Sure. Yeah, she was, she, she was trying of, to make she, a forced decision for herself. Yeah, exactly. She, she was like, she should was I throw a fuck it? his way? Should I not? I'll <laughs> yeah, make a bet she really and let fate tell though. me what to do. <laughs> Like, there's definitely now, some chemistry between them. There's conflict between them, but like, she kind of, she kind of likes the relationship. Like, they're they're kind of give and take. Well, can well, I, Pete, I, I can, sorry, go. go. No, do you do it? I was just gonna say, like, do you guys are you guys bothered by how arbitrary Porky's part of this movie is? Like, it doesn't that just seem like a MacGuffin? Like, it could be anything in that place. 100%. It doesn't yes. need to be Porky's whorehouse. No, it doesn't. No, it, anyone could have ripped them off for a hundred bucks and then been it a dick be about it. It could be anything they're pursuing. And it just made sense for, right? it, for it to be a sleazy, sexy joint. And so that yeah. was it. Because when we go to Porky's the first time, is a bit of the way into the movie. It's not the inciting incident, right? I don't yeah. think it is. It no, could well, have yeah, too late. And then, then we don't go back go there. The we don't go back there for a while. Only the they one just, guy goes and gets beat up, but we don't see that happen. And then we go back at the end to wreck it. So it, it actually does feel extremely um, shoehorned as the title of the movie. The I title, would have thought yeah. that that story would have been the thread throughout instead of one of the one of the parts while all this other stuff was but going on. No, that's true. The inciting incident would be when they when they that is a prank. Those guys all thought they were gonna get laid and it was yeah. a big prank. So they decide that they're gonna go to Porky's whorehouse. And that's late in the movie, probably like a half an hour in. Or maybe not quite that, maybe twenty minutes. But then they all decide like let's throw get some money together and let's go to the whorehouse and get some prostitutes. And you guys are totally right that 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 does almost feel like a secondary story. But I find that the other stuff with, um, once again, with the, the bigotry and the racism and the father, the abusive father and all of that is like the, to me is the stronger story anyway. Oh, totally. So I'm okay that, and Porky makes a good villain. So like even only having met him like very little and getting very little exposure to him, I hate him. And I Porky's hate what he does to the kids. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. that that for sure. It's a real boss so hog I, type of fucker. Yeah, yeah, so I don't think you need more Porky in this. Like, I think more Porky would have been bad. It's not about more Porky no. for me, but think about all of the all of the conflict points in this movie, right? You have yeah. the teachers, you have the drunk dad, you have Porky's, you have the, um, the, cops. the, like, the teen shit, the cops... Like there are so many places. You got Beulah. Yeah, yeah, the Bill. Well, that's what I mean by teachers, right? Oh, okay. But yeah. um, but I mean, like, there are all these forces that are in conflict with the kids, and instead of really addressing that stuff ever, we just see the kids fuck around, right? Yeah. yeah. Which is fun. Yeah. But what fucking depth it, are we getting? 
it's interesting. <clears throat> so interesting the way you put that. Cause like you think the guy's like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to get Porky. And everyone's like, don't do it. And you're like, are we going to go see what happens at Porky's? It's like, fuck no. We're going to do some no. other goofy shit and st- put our dick through a hole in the shower instead. <laughs> and then the guy will just come back beat up from the thing you thought you were going to see, but you didn't. It's weird. It's, it is a, it's a little weird. It's something about it is the, weird. Just something about the evenness. It does, I don't think it ruins the movie because we do see a lot of other shit. Colin's right that the, the racism and the bigotry stuff is the stronger point, And I think it's made better because again, yeah, you, you get to punch, they get writing. to punch that guy in the face. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, yeah, so it it, it it is interesting how it's kind of structured. It's very weird structure. You guys are right. Like, it's almost like we're just watching these experience, these high school, these high school kids' experiences, like, um, without, like, it, it kind of reminds me more of almost the, um, another movie that we did that did hold up, which is um, uh, The uh, Hangover. Like right. the hangover was just a bunch of crazy stuff that happens. It is, but at least we're pursuing one thing, one obvious thing. In yes, that movie. we are. In to this, we don't know what we're pursuing. No, right? but that, people that still just at change. the end when it's like, okay, fuck Porky again. Right? Yeah, yeah. That, no, that's... you're you're not wrong about that. There is no there is no genuine pursuit throughout the film. They they dis- they don't decide it till the third act. That they're gonna get Porky, yeah. But and it's only because time, the guy comes back beat to shit. But yeah. but I but I but I still and then find they myself a completely unrealistic. Thing. But I still find myself <laughs> enjoying it so much. Well, though. the thing like, is, that's is that what I'm saying is I feel like they backed into it. I think it was a happy accident. I don't think he he did a good job of structuring the story, but he said it was based on actual events from when he was a kid and stuff, and so. I think he he wrote a bunch of silly stuff, but for some reason, it it all kind of does meld together. I don't there's, know why. There's like, enough, I don't think you can do this again. But. There's enough character development, I think, um, even for the characters that I said that like are seem, characterization, seem perfect. Yeah, yeah for char- sure. enough, right? There's enough, and that people change, and things happen like to a to a good end. Like th- this movie, some movies mess up the structure, and then you don't get any payoff. And you're like, what the hell? But this one, the structure is weird, but you still get a payoff that's somehow satisfying. And again, the movie's only 98 minutes. So yeah. even if and you go on a, on a little side story, you, like you're back within five and doing something else at least interesting enough. Like think about the, the Kim Cattrall and the coach side story. Like that is a complete disassociation from everything else going on in the movie it has nothing else to do with anything it has no bearing True. if it was cut we'd still see porky we'd still see racist people getting over that shit uh that coach is like a secondary character um but we wouldn't see her bush we wouldn't see a little bit of but that. it's such a funny payoff though <laughs> that that is one of the things we laugh at the hardest and it's because when she starts howling like lassie Everyone loses control except for the one older coach, but like they can't even play basketball. Like Pee Wee <laughs> takes one in the balls because he's laughing so hard, and I and and then they ramp it down. Like just when it gets to be too much, he ramps it down, and then they're like, "Yes, yes, yes, yes," <laughs> and he's like, yeah. "No, no." So then they go back at it again, and then everyone's laughing again. Like I, the payoff in that is so good. Like it, it's they do that in two scenes that end up being two of the funnier scenes. That one yeah. is one of them <laughs> where they that go so long that it kind of 
almost stops being funny, but then like ramps up in the perfect way. Uh, and then the scene <laughs> where they're laughing in the office when uh, um, Ballbreaker is asking, yes, which is the, one of my favorite. See that line the boys up and look at their dicks, and like yes. the, the the guys laughing in the background. That scene goes on a very long time, and it's it funny for me. It's funny for the whole thing because there's an escalation of the laughter. They they're yeah. all trying to be calm. Yeah. Then that first the young coach starts laughing. Yep. The older coach breaks, and then finally the fucking the old unbreakable guy old guy can't hold his shit anymore, and they just and then she storms off. I thought I find that's why that keeps working is because it's, you keep wanting to see what'll trigger the next guy. You know yeah. it's coming. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, and again, you're in on it because the jokes they're telling are funny. <laughs> I, and her I, idea too is is to get the lineup. She wants him to get Tommy. And four other boys of his choice, yeah, in to hoods. line up and show in their hoods. penises, and yeah, they could wear hoods so and their identities are hidden. The principal can look, yeah, and he's and and she's gonna know the mole. She's got to look too, so she can identify the mole. <laughs> yeah, and um, and then I love how he's like what Pete said, and he wants to call penises tallywhackers. Yeah, can we please? Well, the funny call thing them is, is that she's right too, because Wendy recognizes his dick when he sticks it through the hole. Oh, she yeah, goes, she hey, goes, I know, I know that, that dick. So <laughs> yeah. he has a recognizable dick. It's right? true. Yeah, no, that's true. So, oh, like, Miss Ballbreaker is, like, still an asshole, but she's not wrong about how she could identify that dick. And I love that coach who uh, comes up with the idea where they get a sketch artist mm-hmm. and then what they're going to write on the oh, sketch. Oh, my God, that's so good. Uh, this dick was last seen hanging out in the girls' locker room of Angel <laughs> Beach High School. <laughs> Yeah, do not approach armed and dangerous. Yeah, yeah, that's when that's when the principal finally breaks yeah. is when he starts chiming in. Uh, <laughs> and he falls down and he's chiming in from below yeah, the desk on the floor. Even then yeah. the principal's so, almost holding it together. It's just really hard to like not like it's to, to enjoy all of the scenes that don't necessarily go anywhere. But the thing is those are all storylines. So like it starts this is with what Tommy. I'm uncertain of though is like it too many storylines. It's a lot. But so, so it is a lot. So, but it's still only 98 minutes. So yeah. Tommy, that whole thing starts in the beginning with Tommy making a comment about her and her weight, and then at the end, it's her pulling his pants off, and that's carried throughout the movie. That story that starts in the beginning, all of the stories start in the beginning, and they all like have like little moments where you go back to them and stuff. So the editing is pretty good, actually. With the way they combine the stories, this movie like, should have been it, a series of twenty-minute um, episodes. It it, it, like, could, it, it, it really is I, just fractionalized. Um, it it is like skits, right? Episodic yeah. things, but they're weaved together good enough. They are. They are good enough. Like it's not amazing. In the reality of the show, like um, American Pie. There's different characters in that that you follow, but that one very definitely follows like a path, right? As they approach the prom and all that shit, right? That's what we're looking to get to. This lacks that, it, but it still somehow like comes through as not being something. I thought this had a, like a chance to be like a, 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 an uh, unimpressive, raunchy comedy, and instead I'm like I'm drawn to thinking about things like. 
in the 50s, right, at, like in certain situations, like peeping in on the girls' locker room would have been thought to be like a funny rite of passage for boys. And today is boys considered boys, yeah. an illegal act that will like get you sent to prison. Oh, it's assault. And now, a psychological yeah. against like people. And I'm, I just, it's hard to wrap my head around stuff like that sometimes, like to know what's the actual, is there such thing as like innocent boys will be boys, girls will be girls kind of fun? Or is that like all done and now it's... And, and- there are consequences. And, and I think even though um, American Pie does have a goal where they all want to get laid by prom or at prom or whatever the thing was going to be before school ends, I would bet that this is better than that. We have to do it, but like I don't remember the last time I watched American Pie, I don't remember enjoying it at all. And like I've watched this twice in three months and laughed both times, genuine laughter both times. <laughs> so so I think the jokes and the humor work far better in this than they do in American Pie. I feel like that one probably is dated and doesn't work anymore. Man, I haven't seen that movie in so long. I haven't. There's a lot of bad acting. Like a lot, a of lot those stands actors, out in my head, f- though. A lot of scenes stand out. Uh, it was a memorable yeah, me movie too. for me because, like that, that was like the raunchy high school movie and the like, when I was that and, age. Yeah, Elizabeth, we'll just tell your mother we hate it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's Eugene definitely Levy's some in funny that. stuff He's in a that. Goddamn national yeah. treasure. He's Eugene probably Levy's the highlight of that movie. He's a he's a highlight of every yeah. movie he's in. Yeah, yeah. Stifler's mom. Stifler's uh, mom drinking the beer with cum in it. Like, there's some there's some stuff in that movie. Okay, but so what do you guys think of the finale then? Let's get to the ending where... What do you guys yeah. think of where they tear down Porky's uh, it, business? It's long. It goes on too long, the tearing down, a lot of different shots. It looks like yeah, they built the shell. out of this movie, easy. Yeah, they built the shell of that building for reals somewhere in Florida near a swamp, and then they pulled that fucker down. So, like, kudos for getting some of it done, but after watching it a bit... And then again and again, you're like, okay, I see that now it's just a shell of a building that's less impressive. So they should, they could have sped that up a bit, but ultimately, I feel like that's why they didn't, because they fucking spent so much money on yeah, hundred percent, yeah, like, yeah. Purchase. yeah. Like, like as much as like thinking about it today. So, so with their with the police officer and their county's um, blessing, they went to another county. And tore down a whorehouse and yep. also destroyed a police station and then dragged them back to their county and then like shot up their car and made them push it back. So <laughs> so they're not like the best people in the world, but they, I feel like they made Porky so bad like to them when they first met him. And then like he beat the crap out of uh, what's his face? the blonde haired kid till he was like on death's door. Yeah. That they, they make you feel like what but they again, do is almost justified. But again, like it isn't because those are underage kids that yeah. come in. They, they, they sneak in too. They try to use like wrong ID and shit. Yep. They come in and Porky handles them really well. Actually. He's like, he like makes them pay a price, right? You could argue that maybe that money thing was wrong, but it's one of you those things where it's out. like you fucked around and found out, right? Yeah, yeah. So they give their hunter bucks. He puts them in the room, dumps them in the water. They've learned their lesson. 
is what should have happened, right? Yeah. Don't come to this fucking redneck bar in the first place looking <laughs> for whores. You're like 17 or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and then they continue to provoke Porky until he eventually has to hit one of them. Then well, the cop them tells does, him, yeah. don't fucking come back. Porky will, like, beat you until, you, like, if you keep coming back, he'll just fucking really hurt you. Yep. The kid does exactly what the guy warns him, and exactly what he warns him happens. So, like, you know what I mean? The tiger didn't go crazy. The tiger went tiger. That, like, he is just acting almost in his own fucking self-defense at that point. Yeah, his but brother being a dirty cop, there's no excuse for. But I do find Porky to have at least a case, at least somewhat of a sympathetic case. No, the, the reason I don't is because the kid that he's beating up is 16 years old, and they're probably two adults holding him while someone else is punching him in the stomach and in the face. And so, to a 16 year old kid, and also like when they he does approach them the very first time he knows they're underage he specifically mentions it and st and rather than kicking them out for being underage and calling his brother and saying there's a bunch of underage kids here get them out of my bar or throwing them out with bouncers he takes their money embarrasses them by dumping them in the water and then threatens them with guns to get the hell out of there in the parking lot and then his brother comes wrecks their car makes them give them the rest of their money and go back to Angel Beach. Right? Yeah, like so, I said, the brother's the big prick there. Yeah. I don't find Porky does anything excessively wrong. He dumps those them kids, in the water and those takes Those kids their money. provoke him first. No, they don't. They try to buy his I, product. I think what they're it, doing is making him a, a company to a legal act. So then he should have called the police and got oh, them out of Oh, big deal, there. though. Big deal. He teaches them a fucking lesson like that. No one got hurt. He dumps them in the water. Their pride got a little hurt. Come on. That's good parenting as okay, far as I'm nobody, fucking concerned. Nobody got hurt. <laughs> You're going to dump Ellie in the water. <laughs> I'm saying if she went to a place and tried to fuck around when she had no business being there and it was illegal for her to be there and a guy just embarrassed her and she lost like what was in her pocket. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like, did you learn a lesson today? Okay, don't fucking do that again, right? Yeah, that's. I'm fair, not going to but... Porky's and demanding justice. I'm saying my kid acted like, or in or incorrectly as well, right? There, there, no, was, it was definitely a harsh reaction and over. It was a harsh reaction. Yeah. Yes. I like. Ideally, he would have said, "Oh no, you know what, boys? Your first one's on me. It's in that room there." And then dump him in the water. That's probably the more fair thing to do. Uh, he the fight, the fight was unnecessary too. So I mean, like, yeah, there's some missteps on both. But I think it ends up putting me in a spot where you know Porky is a a seedy kind of guy, and um, they end up overstepping a bit. So I do end up hoping that he gets defeated i don't feel bad that his bar i mean got. he does yeah, at the I, end of the day run a whorehouse so like we're not gonna be um we're not yeah. i'm just saying he has a case as far as being sympathetic i'm not saying that he's a good guy no he's, he's definitely not. And, a, and a piece I also, of shit like yep. once again yep. like if that if that 17 year old kid kept coming out to his place he should have had his brother arrest him put him in jail not beat him within an inch of his life with a collapsed lung that's not cool to do to a 16-year-old kid. Like, no matter what, no adult should be doing that to a 16-year-old kid. 
Like they, he, his brother should have arrested him, and they should have sent him back to Angel Beach. Yeah, of course, no one should beat a sixteen-year-old kid. But if a sixteen-year-old so, like, kid keeps provoking life. a gangster, and the gangster does that to him, who the fuck is surprised? Who's the idiot? The kid it's is the fucking idiot. not surprised, but I'm okay if the gangster gets what comes to him if he does sure, that to yeah. a 16-year-old no, I'm not kid. Say, I'm not saying that I'm sad when fucking Porky gets his. No, yeah, we're all happy. Yeah, so because it's, it one those, like, it's one of those like it's one of those like street justice scenarios. <laughs> I just also <laughs> like the band that that part feels excessive <laughs> to me. How they have the school buses out and everyone's in I their know. school <laughs> uniforms. It's so fun. This yeah. school cheer shit that existed in the seventies or fifties or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah I don't get it, man. Big dick wagon. If any of my friends growing up had been like, "Go fucking you know team or whatever school." Everyone would have been like, that's fucking really lame. Yeah. <laughs> Ra no, Sisboomba. No, it was a big yeah. thing. It was a big thing back then. Man. And then we've already talked about oh, so and so one of you guys mentioned the breaking of the fourth wall at the end. Yeah. I, I, I always like that. When he looks at the count, he's like, geez. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Uh, it's just a it's just a, I like that ending. Yeah. It's what it is. This movie has a very animal housey type of feel to it. That and too, National yeah, Lampoon's is very well known for like those things. Yeah. Um, and I find this movie borrows from that. And if you see what they did yeah. with the Porky's franchise, like you can see they turned it into their own little raunchy thing. Like the, I, they made one called a P, Pimpin' Peewee or Peewee's Pimpin'. It was Porky's in 2009. Yeah. Yeah, that's in the two thousand. I, I did not know that. I did not know that. Yeah, por- <clears throat> Porky's pimping Peewee. They also yeah, apparently shot more of the scene where the guy sticks his dick through the shower thing, um, but it ended up being like not an impressive dick at all. So it kind of was like funny uh, and would have come off that way, but they wouldn't let him put that in because it would have made it X rated. All right, fucking no little dicks. Yeah, they they do that sometimes. Um, what um also let's just let's just talk about that shower scene for a second with what the fuck pipe system like Brent I think Brent had the best hypothesis that that that, that was like a genital shower right like yeah it's for washing your bush off it's <laughs> that's the only thing it could be for it's projecting right at your crotch it doesn't have a faucet there's no. nothing the pipe doesn't do anything it's not an overflow valve because no no shower room's gonna fill up to the knee level and then drain out three little dick size holes yeah it and doesn't make sense the it's pipe <laughs> is not connected in the back no they just so what the fuck up. is it there for <laughs> and it has little um little things i think it's meant to be a glory hole maybe maybe in the 40s that was a big thing and then they think that is perverted now uh, yeah, women don't know anything about plumbing this. in the forties, so they'd be like, "Did you know there's these weird holes in the bathroom, uh, where where the, like there's nothing that comes out and there's like nothing that goes really in?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, don't don't worry about that. It's plumbing problems." <laughs> and then the guys go in for their shower, and the dicks go boop right through. <laughs> and there's like a bunch of priests underneath where that fucking hole is, or whatever. I don't oh know. Oh my god, their kids are still right. Um, so. But does it hold so, up? Yeah, but doesn't anything else to put in, or do we want to start to call it? Probably time to start to call it because this episode's going to go on longer than the goddamn movie. Yeah, no, call it. Uh, who wants to go first? I will. Holds up. Right. Surprising. So surprising. Shocking. 
um it, it's more than like better than even a thin hold up it's it's um there are some issues for sure but it's so short and some of the funny is so is like really really funny like like made me like kind of slap my knee a little bit two or three times like which is better than a lot of comedies give me these days sometimes it's one good laugh and then a bunch of chuckles this is a couple of good laughs and a whole bunch of dong so like how can you go wrong with that (laughs) you can't in my opinion so you know what revisit this old movie enjoy some of the um it's made about a time so i mean you could say it's 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 racist or whatever uses it kind of was the time so it gets away with some of it and then colin i guess the point he was trying to make before which i also kind of agree with is they did the best they could to appear not to be that way by using the correct very incorrect still but the correct terms at the time to like bring it down a notch um so i appreciate little things like that the way the nudity everyone's so so like sex positive and all that stuff it's a shame um that real life does not that's not been my experience everyone's always been like oh never like oh yeah let's go i think i think it does hold up too and i think those moments by those characters once again um we've all been there um where they're they're telling their friend hey you shouldn't say those words and stuff and they're using the correct the what you they thought were the nice words of the time or the appropriate words of the time yeah and those are like a lot of the save the cats when they like when they take the jewish guy um you know aside and say you know we don't agree with what our friend is doing but you know he's our friend and we've been friends with him for a long time and he's got a lot of problems and we don't want to abandon him there's a lot of save the cats here with with a lot of the characters um the the police officer brother like even when they pick up peewee and stuff uh the cops when he's streaking they're uh they're nice to peewee you know they give him a shirt and they they <laughs> take him to his friends and you know like everyone's actually pretty nice they don't like, put him in prison for two no, weeks they're like all nice and then make guys. him go to court like, and then he has to serve a little fucking community service and that's his first strike and then when he gets dinged for showing his little dick next time it'll be like all right you have to register as a sex offender now and, and one of my favorite scenes is when the guy who is the the racist guy with the father who's always beating him he uh he gets in the car with um with the guy the jewish guy he's been giving such a hard time all this time and he says to him when we get out to porkies don't tell them that you're jewish because they might not like they're not going to like that or whatever and like it, it's a great moment for him to like say he was wrong it's a great way for him saying he was wrong and he he's not he doesn't want to be like those people who who are gonna not like him because of his religion like it's just it's just and a good weird, tip because that guy was just entering every scene by say pronouncing his jewishness otherwise yeah he's like porky would bust out what are you doing here i'd like to start by announcing i am a jewish person (laughs) take that Um, fuck i should have told you not to do that i love when that guy teams up with him though he like goes over and he wants to team up with him and they're gonna he's gonna go with him he's like uh to me that's the better thing than the line if he just, just like, comes over and is like, is like, hey, can I catch a ride with you? And the guy's like, yep. And then they hop in and they roll. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I yeah like probably. The line. But come on, let's hit us in the face a little bit. Hit us over yeah, in the head. With like it. this movie, this movie just <laughs> makes me smile and laugh. <laughs> and um, and that was what it was intended on doing. And so, so it holds up. Like I was laughing my ass off at 
I was laughing my ass off the same as everyone else in the movie was laughing their ass off. Brent? Um, you guys surprised me lots. It surprised me too. <laughs> you guys surprised me a lot. This movie doesn't hold up. This movie is a entertaining watch and it's fun. Um, but I think that the fun... Uh, is one of those things that clouds you. It's one of those things that, like, it's not a good movie. It's a good celebration of a bunch of fucking funny pieces. Everything just feels arbitrary. We just float through this movie, and there's no real purpose behind it. And like I said, there's all these conflicts, and the conflicts don't go anywhere. And, like, there's a chance to explore, like, a lot of really good things. And like you've talked about, they have these big questions that they discuss... But they don't discuss them with any fucking uh, uh, thoroughness, right? Like, like make a quick comment about that guy not using the N-word. And then moving forward, right? Like, it's these things are things that could have given this movie actual depth. But instead, they just scrape the fucking surface on every avenue. And, and the movie just comes off as as a bunch of different things and you're right it is enjoyable and it's fun but it's it's this lowbrow rock sh- raucous fucking uh tit comedy uh which is super easy to watch especially at 90 minutes but i mean even at 90 minutes this movie is going too long for what it should be doing and the topics if it wants to play with that then play with it but be sincere and fucking give it time because i like I'll I'll watch this movie again if you want to, but just because it is a collection of of good laughs um, and a little dick and tit thrown in, which I'm into, but not because it's a fucking uh, good movie as a movie. So, but it's but it still works say. though. But like you've said many times on other movies, it's 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 this it's as good as it was when it came out because it's not trying to be anything different. It's trying to be a funny titty comedy movie, and that's what it is. And it was a funny titty comedy movie. We all laughed at an eighty-one, and it's a funny titty comedy movie in nineteen twenty. Was it because you're say, you're trying to say that it has these like like woke components to it? So it can't be just a titty comedy and woke. But that's my interpretation. That doesn't have to be yours. If you think it's a funny titty comedy movie, I'm was saying it a funny that that titty is comedy movie my, in eighty-one? I'm I'm like. I'm totally aware of how to form the opinion that I have. <laughs> I'm saying that is how I fucking formed it. All right. I just I I like I say I know that I I know that what you're saying um, relates to my previous arguments, um, and there's definitely like a little cognitive dissonance there for me where I'm aware that like I I enjoy watching this movie, but I like I can't in good conscience say that this movie holds up, and then come back next week and do a fucking movie podcast uh, it's just not it's just not a cohesive good movie it's very to bob clark did you know bob clark like like directed one of the all-time famous uh horror movies black christmas it's like like early early type shit um yeah. so respect to him and respect to this movie i like a bunch of it but i mean holy fuck the big cheerleader dancing and the bus <laughs> and him shooting out the guy's engine block and everything at the end 
it's too excessive also, <laughs> right? Like they should have taken the victory and as the good guys had the high road, but they don't high road anything. They fucking extort them and they bust their cars and take their fucking businesses and houses. They completely fucking ruin these guys. I mean, and like I said, I'm not here to support like pimps and fucking uh, and, and <laughs> bad cops. <laughs> but I'm saying, I'm just saying, like it's a, it's a all very. Uh, it's just it doesn't all go together like it should. I hear you. No, that's fair. I hear you. And if that's if that's your opinion, but uh, I wonder. Yeah. I don't like your comment about like not being able to come and do a podcast next week if you you liked this movie. I feel like that's pretty judgmental. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I didn't, didn't mean for that to be judgmental. I was, <laughs> I was, I was judging. I was judging myself because I, <laughs> I like looking at the movie. Like I was saying, I was thinking about it while we were doing the pod. I was like, I was like, I do like this movie, but what is my call? Like, hmm. and it's got to be. It's got to be that it doesn't hold I've had out. tough calls. There are too many components of it that just don't play together that I think are very important components. Yeah, to me to me this is to me this is feels very um similar to the the hangover. The hangover has no serious arc of character but and not even all of the characters have arcs. Only really one character in the hangover has an arc. Yeah. And it's the guy who's the dentist. He's the only one. Yeah. But all the other characters are just along. Everyone is aligned. But everything was just everyone was just along for the ride, except for that one character who had an arc. And in this one, it seems very similar to me. It feels the same. Like the one character who's the one who who's disillusioned and big a bigot because his father was a bigot. He's the only one who really has an arc, and everyone else is just along for the ride. So I kind of feel like both of them work because they're just fun. And think about, um, think about how they don't work towards the Porky thing at all, and the no, whole we, we finale that, of yeah, the there movie. There is no goal, and but the whole. It's just fin- so but fun. again, how I know, but that's you have like of all people, I am surprised can say that because I swear that that's like it shouldn't like work. A deal hey, breaker I, most I said, times for you. Hey, I this like once again, this it's weird to compare it to this movie, but but Pulp Fiction doesn't have that either. It's like random stories where there's no one goal that everyone is going towards. But Pulp Fiction works beautifully, and I don't know why. And I wish I did. <laughs> and this is the same. I don't know why this works. I have no fucking idea. It let should me, not work. Let it me ask. Not work. Let me ask something. Are, are there any good like? dick and titty comedies what are the what are the good ones I, I can't think of any like we mentioned a few but i couldn't say if they held up i haven't seen those since i was like a teenager um i would guarantee you that american pie does not i guess that's like that's one of the more mainstream there's got to be others um and i wonder i wonder like uh, once you start to cross these lines of of like sexuality can you then mix in discussions about racism and other thing and then tits and then bigotry and then you know whatever and then bush and tree trunk you know i don't know like maybe maybe there's something about it that that holds those movies back because i i like uh, intuitively in my brain that rings true that the movies have to go into some kind of a weird fantasy silliness to normalize the nudity um and that kind of creates an unrealistic world most of the time so it's hard to tackle real life problems so maybe those what about harold and kumar 
Interesting. No. How much Harold nudity is in that? Do Harold and Kumar? Well, there's um in the second one. There's they a have bunch. they go to a bottomless party or something. They go to a bottomless party. Right. Yeah, but. I mean, those are basically like lowbrow college comedies. Oh, I'm just yeah. looking up like whiskey and business, Euro trip, um, uh, super bad for your old, forty year old virgin. Even European vacation has a scene where Rusty feels up a girl's boobs. Well, and you see, uh, uh, oh, and Beverly D'Angelo. She, yeah. yeah, that's right too. So, like that movie went into that realm. Interesting. I don't know. There's maybe something to look into there about those specific types of comedies when they start to cross like more than just like, oh, they're going to make love. Oh, did I see a boob into like, oh, another shower scene. Oh, another like oh, sex scene again. Like what what happens to the movie when those things start to happen? Well, these are equivalent to slasher movies to me. Right. right? Like, it's not that I hate slasher movies, but I'm never going to tell you that one's good. Yeah. I watched the whole fucking Friday the 13th catalog in the last like fucking few years. Yeah. It's terrible. It's all <laughs> fucking terrible. It's, it's yeah, horrible, horrible, horrible. But I will watch it. I like slasher movies. I like, uh, you know, college frolic fucking movies. And I'll watch them. But yeah. they're not good movies. Right on. I think I think this movie, though, once again, I'm not, I'm not a proud to say it holds up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't but, mean to judge you. I, no, I got a state. I didn't mean I'm, to make that I'm a judgmental state. No, but I, I know how you feel because I feel the same way, but I'm on the other side where I, I can't say it doesn't hold up just because that's embarrassing. It is embarrassing to say this holds up, but for me, it does. I like... Yeah, I don't no, want it enough, to hold man. up. Fair enough. I'm just... Yeah, this movie's to. a big surprise. <laughs> just a big surprise all around for me. It it is way better than I thought it was going to be because it is really close for me to tell you the truth, but um, but I That's was fair. surprised by the. I I just thought of the three of us. Out of the three of us, it would have been more you more so <laughs> towards the hold up because of the raunchy, silly comediness. But I love that part of it. That's the type of stuff that'll make me watch it again. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I like a lot of the stuff in the movie, but that being part of it is a big plus. Yeah. Because I like that fun. I like that like adult, like when you can have a movie with nudity for no necessary purpose. Yeah. And we all just understand that it's there to be titillating and funny and silly and playful. That's why it like works in this, but it didn't work for me in Working Girl. Because it was fun in this movie. Every time it wasn't taking itself seriously and fun. And in Working Girl, I just didn't find it fun. I just found it there. And I was like, weird. I, I felt like, like obviously all of us said that didn't hold up, but I just find that <clears throat> in that movie, it's not supposed to be titillating or sexual at all. It's just, she's, she's, she's vacuuming and she's, you know, she's like, how often have you guys like cleaned your kitchen in the nude or like more, or, more know, than like, you think you don't put clothes on. I'm just, well, it's just I'm not, saying, the, it's not the part of my life I know Brent movie and, that I'd want Brent to be in a nudist a nudist colony over there so he cleans his house nude all the time but so like that, i think that's just why they're that, but i think that's just why they're doing it right no, is she yeah i think she's just like cleaning the house and she didn't put on a bra yeah you know? or they did it like, to get melanie griffith to show her tits so like take your pick possible. yeah take your i mean and you're right about that because if you think about that part of it and i know that i was fine with it in that movie but i'm fine with it when it's like when it's something that's okay with the actresses or whatever but yeah like, Selma Hayek in in Frida shows her breasts. Yes, and apparently that was something that was done to her um, 
almost out of spite by the director. Oh. And I can't remember the story behind it, but I do remember reading that there wasn't a call for it in the script, and he threw it in because of something else that she had denied, like, in a separate movie or something. So... It's really weird, too, because some women have have done it early in their careers, and it's kind of pigeonholed them to getting directors and writers who want to have a woman be naked in their movie hire them, and they, they get... And they never get taken seriously. That but then one you look from at like Sin someone City, like I think, right? Eva but then Green. you look at but then look at Marco Ro- Margot Robbie. She she showed buried it all in a Wolf of Wall Street, and she's had a career where there's lots of movies where she most movies she doesn't ever take off her clothes, and she's had some serious roles, and her career has flourished. So it's like a really weird double edged sword, like, and maybe that was because it was a Scorsese movie that she did it in and so that gave it some credibility or whatever rather than it being a, a raunchy thing. a raunchy comedy but but she well, did the get same naked. with sharon stone like think about when when somebody like showed their bush before uh sharon stone flashing well know, so sharon instinct. stone said but that then she... think about that chick from uh from uh, saving the bell or save the fucking what the fuck oh saved by the bells save yeah, yeah. striptease. That movie buried that woman's career. Yeah, yeah. She but was a little goody goody before, and that was Sharon her first Stone. Though said yeah. Sharon Stone said that she did not realize. Our they the he the director had promised her that he wasn't gonna when she did the leg thing that it would never be in the movie, and that she found out it was in the movie when she saw a screening and no was like way. horrified and terribly embarrassed. No that way. that it was yeah she didn't want it in the movie Oof. and was told that it wasn't going to be that was like that's like that's dirty and they should be they should not be doing that to anybody that's not fair yeah no. that's shock no, value totally. too right that that wasn't necessary in the movie to actually show us the audience like no she should have uh, she necessary. should have just crossed her legs from an angle that wasn't as lewd and see the men's reaction is what that's all about like yeah Anyway, so it's got to be for a purpose. If, if it's going to be like because you want to show someone's hot body off, then just be honest about that in the movie, and that's great. Um, if it's going to be whatever, so that's all I ask. So that's why in this one, everyone was having a good time, and I was like, yeah, good times. Everyone yeah, having a good time. I prefer, I prefer not the gratuitous <laughs> violence either. Like a movie I saw tonight had the most gratuitous violence I have ever seen, just for the sake of showing stabbings and beatings and um and a movie other movies don't do that but they let the audience's imagination uh fill in the blanks like like um like silence of the lambs when jodie foster's talking about what happened to that girl when she's examining her body broken fingernails dirt under fingernail defense wounds this and that and it's on it's on her the close-up yeah of her like reacting to what she's seeing that to me is f- such better filmmaking than showing somebody get stabbed. Uh, but a lot, like, a lot of people that's like not that. interesting at all. It's weird. It, it's just it's not what I'm completely into. I, I don't go for movies like that just because they typically don't. The stories aren't good. It's more like I don't like the Transformers movies because they're all the shock of the of the CGI. That's what it's about. Like, and then the story came second. And then characters third, probably. And so... Yeah. Well, that's what happened with the movie I saw tonight. Yeah. It was... The writing was bad, but it was very shocking. Yeah. Because oh, what yeah. they showed you visually... 
but at the end of the day, it didn't make any sense. Name the movie. Well, no, that's the thing. Yeah, it's called inf- it's called Infinity Pool, and it's with uh, Starsguard. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. It's I'll a st- brand new independent movie. It's Canadian too. Shot, I mean, sadly. I'll still see it, but I do, I do know what you mean. <laughs> well, because I've went down that wormhole. Like I, I've, I've been curious about movies that were famous for this type of thing, like a Serbian film and stuff like that. And these things are terrible films. Um, they're just a collection of, of things trying to shock you, like yeah. you're saying. And instead of focusing on any kind of actual movie, um, they're, they're really, the whole focus is placed into getting that reaction from yeah. you, that visceral yeah. Yeah. reaction, it's, 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 which is pointless. It's because it's an independent filmmaker who's trying to get attention, and so he has to try and shock the shit out of the audience so that someone will write an article about him or get into a film festival and uh, he can get his career started rather than like David Lynch is another one who did that as well where he just shocked the shit out of his audience but his movies as we recently discovered don't make any fucking sense (laughs) and why did he make them but he had a career out of that yeah yeah, and a lot of young filmmakers I mean, do the same. Again, people people like it. People pay money to go see it, and and so that's why it gets made. And people, I guess, will be pushing that envelope as long as there's people who want to see that shit. So yeah, not my true, cup man. of tea either. But what are you gonna do? Um, how about next week coming at you with a movie that might be semi obscure to some of you? Fearless, with the wonderful Mister the Dude. It's got the it's dude. Obscure to me. Bridges. Yeah, and uh, Rosie uh, Sanchez and um, Rosie Perez. Ro- Ro- sorry, yeah, Rosie <laughs> Perez. Sorry. Um, what's her face? The Italian say, actress. The girl from Bo- Brooklyn Nine Nine. Monica Bellucci. No. Um, <laughs> what's the actress and the the other actress in this? Um, that was. Oh, in, it's Isabella Rossellini. Isabella Rossellini. Thank you. From yes. Blue Velvet, baby. Yes. Yeah. So we got to see plays if she. His wife. Yeah. We got to see if she holds up and in this. The John Turturro acting. Yes. A young, a young, a very young John Turturro and a very young Benicio del Toro are both in that movie as well. Interesting. This one's a really interesting story about a, a dude who survives a plane crash. Um, yeah. Really interesting. Really interesting. Okay, that's coming Can't up wait. week after. We got the French Connection week after Chinatown. February's going to be cool. I can't wait to like the French Connection. I haven't seen in a long, long time. Chinatown, uh, never seen. Yeah, no. I don't know if I've seen The French Connection from beginning to end. I've seen The Car I Chase. Have. That's one that I've seen that you guys have, and that's amazing. Yeah. French Connection no, I great. have seen. Chinatown. I've seen. Look, can I I've just give you an interesting case. factoid that Only. I just was like looking up the Porky's guys as we factoids. were like closing out here? Yeah. I like factoids too. So Porky, fucking huge, right? Yeah. Do you want to know how huge? No. 6'3". Didn't he look way taller than 6'3"? Wow. That's still pretty big. They made big. him look like a giant in this movie. He's probably like 500 pounds, though. Oh, yeah. He's like yeah, totally yeah. He's a big guy. fat-wise. No, they yeah, did a good job yeah. of making him larger than life for sure. Yeah, I just thought that was really interesting because he does look like way bigger. These kids all look average. He looks, he looks like a way giant. bigger than that. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Anyways, sorry. Continue talking about... Uh, you know, your thing. Oh, yeah. Next week. Here's a factoid. Show's over. All right. Come back <laughs> next time. Uh, for Fearless. 
you will enjoy graboids. it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just graboids. <laughs> All right, we'll get you some graboids. It's not, have we done? We must have done that movie. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Up. Okay, fucking yeah. it. It's a great movie. Fucking Fuck great movie. you. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Rip Kevin great. Bacon. Yeah, it's got, and uh, Fred Ward. Poor Fred Ward who died recently. We're Kevin Bacon. Yeah, no, Kevin Bacon, I remember <laughs> now, is alive, and it's Fred Ward yes, who died. Yes, that's right. Shit. <laughs> that's correct. Fred will never forget you. Yes, that's true. And we'll do Remo Williams at some point. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, everybody likes that one. For some Or some people some have reason. never seen it, much like <laughs> a lot of people I've been talking Why, to lately have seen not seen The NeverEnding Story. Oh, so we're gonna have to review. I don't remember. I don't story. remember the never-ending story at all. And then we can talk about if we're gonna do the shitty sequel, the never-ending story too. It never I ends. I don't even know the. Yeah, they got. <laughs> they, someone must end. have bought the rights because the never-ending story two looks and feels nothing like the never-ending story one. Oh, uh, that's a shame. Yeah, that's probably for the best. There. And it, the main actor, <laughs> the main actor in that is actually someone of note. I'm going to look that up right now. Really? Neverending Story 2 stars Jonathan Brandis. Oh, no shit. Yep. He was like more famous before, right? Um, Yeah, he he was in like that sub show. He died, right? Jonathan Brandis? Is he the guy I'm thinking about that did the show where where he was the angel? Yes. Yes. Um, okay, we're going to get into this just the, a little with bit. With the crazy hair, right? Sequest DSV, he was on One Life to Live. Uh, he was on a soap uh, miniseries. He was in The NeverEnding Story 2. Uh, and then Sequest. That's the only two things he was in. You'd oh, I'm thinking of <laughs> Michael Landon. Yeah. Are we doing The NeverEnding Story for at, the podcast? Uh, at some point, yeah, I'll throw it on the list. It won't be. At some point. <laughs> I mean, we got shit lined uh, up, man. Sounds like it's going to happen July, next week. <laughs> July. Look, that story is never ending. It's got. It's going nowhere. It'll be there That's when right. we get to it. July seems good. That's a good date, July. Yeah. And, there was, and uh, American Pie, we said too, right? Yeah, let's yeah. throw that in there. All right, cool. Listener, I hope you like listening to all this stuff. Um, us planning our stuff. <laughs> out. And then in, yes. in May, we'll be like, guess, Is or it? in June, we'll be like, guess what's coming in July? If you're listening right now to all this, you'll know American Pie is coming. And. <laughs> So it's a never-ending story. So yeah, uh, plan ahead. I like how you said. I, I like how you said uh, listener sing, singular. Yes, like listener. Oh, sorry, it was supposed to be plural. But Mike, that's for you, bud. Yeah, address both of them. Yeah. That's for you, Mike. Not so, Mike. Uh, no, we're just kidding. Uh, there's a hundred of you. Um, <laughs> least. We're leaving. Stop it. We're done. Um, thanks so much for <laughs> this great episode, everybody. Uh, this was indeed as long as and maybe every bit as funny as Porky's. So uh, enjoy one or the other. Get it up into your eye holes um, for some fun. Uh, we'll see you next week in the Fearless episode. Um, yeah, check you later. Till then, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.